0: When I started my own journey is that, you know, people say it's not about the destination. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. But for me, I believe it's not even that. It's about who takes the journey. Because if you are prepared to take the journey, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And even then, because imagine you don't know who you are. You go take the journey and then you see an out. You take that out. You want to explore it, Then you go back in. You take so much time to get to that destination. So first, focus on who you are right now.
1: The Alpha Talks podcast crafts you and your business into an alpha, not for the faint-hearted. I am Sefer Hakim, serial entrepreneur and your success mentor, founder of the alpha movement, and people call me the alpha. And that's for a reason, of course. With 20-plus years of experience and 8 figures portfolio of businesses, myself and the show guests will be striking thunder of top-notch listening in business and mindset. No bull, just first-class value not like others. So join us now to become your own version of an Alpha. Welcome back Alpha to a new inspiring episode of the Alpha Talks Podcast. Today in the studio I've got a very special Alpha for you today. Today I'm thrilled to bring you an Alpha whose transformative journey from dentistry to life coaching is nothing short of inspiring. Our Alpha is not just a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner, she's a beacon of empowerment and change. Dr. Vanessa Musa, a former dentist turned professional life coach, joins us today on the Alpha Talks show to share her insights into unlocking your potential and navigating life's challenges with resilience and purpose. Her mission is clear to help high-achieving individuals avoid burnout, build a resilient mindset, and live authentically aligned with their values. Drawing on her extensive background as a health professional and her own journey of self-discovery, Dr. Vanessa has crafted the Iowa Coaching Method, a powerful approach that goes beyond conventional coaching to address the root cause of stress and empower individuals to lead fulfilling lives. From her experience in Reunion Island to the bustling entrepreneurial landscape of Dubai, Dr. Vanessa brings a unique perspective on personal growth, cultural diversity, and the essential role of coaching in our lives. Get ready to dive deep into the wisdom of Dr. Vanessa Musa, where stress management, coaching insights, and pursuit of Iowa life converge. Without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Vanessa to the Alpha Talks show. Welcome and thank you for coming today.
0: Oh, Thank you so much. I'm really, really honored to come here today. And the work that you do is inspiring, so I'm happy to be part of this, uh, thank this mission. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. Vanessa let's start by saying the people once we broadcast the episode they will look at the thumbnail they will look at the title they will think it's interesting and what can we promise them today to gain if they gave us their time beautiful Anything?
0: question yeah i think the insight that i would like to give them is first of all that you have the power to create the life that you want because you are the creator of your current circumstance If you're happy or unhappy you are the creator of your current circumstance so you have the power to create the life that you want and to know that stress is not the enemy Mm -hmm. you know being stuck is the enemy and once we understand what stress truly is and how to master it not manage it you can be a beacon of light and in bigger alpha if you
1: want to we'll love that we will dig deep in this but vanessa i like how calm you are i i I wish i'd come (laughs) i wish i'm calm like this so let's start how are you today
0: I'm good. Actually, I'm really energized. Yesterday, I tried the ice bath for the mm-hmm. first time. I was feeling very tired. You know, being in Dubai, working in AC. You know, you yeah, get tense, you get true. tired. And I tried this ice bath. It was for a friend's birthday, mm-hmm. and I was really scared. Like I was panicking because I've lived in hot weather for yeah. ten years. But it was the best thing I've done because it definitely brings that inner calmness in you. What well, that survival no heart instinct. No no heart attacks because you don't have to eat or drink any coffee before yeah so but it's really like the most discipline if you are to do this it's really a challenge i recommend anybody to do i did
1: work. it a couple of times back when i used to live in moscow okay when they break the ice lake and you have to jump in the ice i felt my half of the body paralyzed yeah yeah it's
0: But you have to be guided through it like where i did it was he looked at me he's like be focused calm down because you need to tell your body you're safe Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't go into fight and flight mode
1: next week we're having a guest he specialized in this amazing that That would be interesting that would be fun so let's go a little bit backwards and tell us who's dr vanessa in a nutshell for our audience
0: wow who is dr vanessa from your perspective from my perspective so i think i'm a high achieving highly sensitive professional who has broken the mold of what is expected of her, especially as an Arab woman. You know, I've been an immigrant for so long, you know, the self-made Arab woman. Mm -hmm. And I left the life that is expected of me and started the life that is right for me in the most hard way possible. Like through depression and burnout, I discovered who I truly am. And now I have the honor actually to help other high-achieving professionals to create the life that is right for them through self-mastery, stress mastery, and self-leadership. And that's what the Iowa coaching mm-hmm. method was all about.
1: I love that. Let's go a little bit backwards to uncover okay. a little bit of your story. Can you tell us a, a little bit about your childhood? So you you have arab roots as i understand yes so
0: i was born in australia in melbourne Uh, my dad is lebanese australian Mm. and my mom is lebanese they Mm -hmm. came from the same family so Mm -hmm. definitely the child must be a bit Mm -hmm. interesting Mm -hmm. um but i was raised in lebanon we moved when i was four and then when i was 18 i left to europe and then uh, to romania to italy and then to reunion and now dubai
1: what is reunion
0: reunion is a uh, where is it (laughs) I didn't even know where that was, honestly. I didn't know because I went to Reunion. I followed the love of um, university, my Ah, love at university. He was an island boy. He was a dentist as well. And Reunion is a French island. It's the Hawaii of France. So Ah, it has the same nature of Mm -hmm. France. It's between Mauritius and Madagascar.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's next to Seychelles, that part Mm -hmm. of
0: the world. It's a very beautiful place. It's very calm, very chill but it's not for entrepreneurs because first it's Europe. So mm-hmm. it's hard to be entrepreneur in Europe. Secondly, it's an island vibe. So everything is the fixed mindset. That's ah, how they okay. thrive there. Mm-hmm. So I lived there. I worked as a dentist. It's really good for dentists. I highly recommend it because there's a lot of work potential, really healthy work-life balance compared to Dubai um, for dentists. And, um, but you cannot grow from there. There okay. is a limit that you reach It's an island. It's mm-hmm. a small place.
1: So you moved from reunion to, uh, to where? here
0: ah to here yeah wearing flip-flops to work to dubai (laughs) so it was a big shift (laughs) what
1: motivated you then to move to dubai
0: so what motivated me were two things first of all um when i was young because you were asking me Mm. about my childhood so i grew up in a very difficult home it was abusive i broke i woke up i grew up in Mm. a broken home so uh, my dad was abusive and it was hard to see my mom growing going through all of this Mm. you know abusive men Mm. and then she married again it wasn't the best the second time so my mission was to be an independent respected woman that i don't need anybody and okay. i can able to take care of my mother
2: mm-hmm. that yeah. was
0: my mission so when i finished university i my mom went through a very difficult second divorce mm-hmm. and my brother was involved it was kidnapped it was a very difficult times
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it was hard it's a movie it is uh, a movie yeah. i told my mom we uh-huh. need to make it as a movie but i, I stepped up for my mom i was like i want to be the breadwinner i don't want you to depend on anybody else i'll take care of you mm-hmm. So I took care of my family for six years and then they moved to the US. They were in Italy at the time. Now they live in California and they're happy and thriving. Mm -hmm. So when they were great, I actually went through depression because as an 18 year old, my mission was to create that perfect life on the outside, far from the world that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, once I reached that perfect life, I lived in the island, it's the paradise. I found the love of my life in Italy, just like Mm -hmm. the movies. And he followed me to reunion. And my family were safe. I should be happy. That was the whole point with all the turbulences I went Mm -hmm. through. And actually, it led to the opposite. I went through depression because I did not know who I am without having trauma to push me forward in my life. Mm -hmm. So this is where I decided to, okay, I think there is more to life than dentistry. And it was a hard choice to make because 12 years in one Mm -hmm, career
1: and dentistry and Mm -hmm.
0: dentistry um but i was also lucky because i found a partner who was in alpha as well Mm -hmm. he's italian and when he moved to reunion for his family was Mm -hmm. a bit weird but he decided to be his own boss i remember there and i was definitely supportive and we were at the point that he wanted to grow and he cannot grow in reunion and i was ready to discover what i am and this is what we thought dubai was this beautiful place Mm -hmm. for high achievers entrepreneurs and to grow so this is what made us move here
1: but you came to dubai as a dentist or you came to dubai knew that you're gonna sh- switch
0: i came to dubai as a depressed lost person wow. i did not know what i was gonna do but i knew that if i stayed where i was i'm not gonna grow so i think that fear of mm-hmm. not growing was bigger than just doing what i know because i knew that was not my life and dentistry is such a small world people think it's so open it's mm-hmm. not it's so small so when i came here I focused on my well-being because i was in burnout and depression and i did not realize it until Mm. i stopped Mm -hmm. so this is where i think a lot of immigrant resilient people they think it's okay it's it's better here than back home Mm -hmm. so you have to keep pushing but it will catch up to you
1: Mm -hmm. it will catch up to you it's happening yeah then how the transition from being a dentist then deciding to be a coach
0: beautiful question so when i came to dubai Actually, when I was 18, I wanted to be a psychologist, but I couldn't do that because the family didn't see Mm -hmm. the benefit of this. I mean, boy, are they Mm -hmm. wrong now. (laughs) But um, I always incorporated psychology in everything that I did in in school and in my work. And also as a dentist, I was known as the gentle dentist for Uh, stress management mm -hmm. techniques. And I loved that. And we did not learn any soft skills in university, especially doctors. We don't know how to be leaders. They don't teach us business. Mm -hmm. They don't teach us any of this because... Being a doctor is hard in of itself, but the other things you learn on the job. So I said, I want to discover something in the world of psychology, but more result oriented. I don't want to go back to, you know, university and I heard about coaching and I'm like, this is amazing. I will discover who, what I want to do and I will learn these amazing tools and I can use it in dentistry because mm-hmm. I thought about taking a year off, then I will go back. But actually it was the thing missing in my life. I knew that this was it, mm-hmm. but it was hard. make that decision so i would definitely tell you it was this resilience in me that i wanted to go for it if it's not now it will never happen
1: how long did it take you
0: so i think i came here three years ago so i think that first year was a very stressful year you know the move it was COVID times and when you leave europe for anybody who knows how europe is Mm -hmm. the admin stuff Mm -hmm. first it's a separation then it's divorce like i don't Mm want to go back it's so bad Mm -hmm. that takes time for you to recover. Um, But I think just in the first year I knew, but then after that, in the last two years, I've been focused full on because being a coach is not a side gig. It's not just a side hustle. You have to be full on. If you're really focused on your clients getting results, you have to be full on.
1: Before we dig into your expertise, every second person we meet all is a coach in a way okay? yeah, yeah. or sure. position themselves as a coach how can i identify that coach is the right coach because 99.99999% of people tell you i'm gonna coach you because what i passed through this path. of course i solved the problem to myself i i i and doesn't make sense so how can people find the right coach? or what are their credibility exactly. credentials i would say of course. I mean,
0: first, when I came to Dubai, I did not know how big coaching was mm-hmm. here, actually. I did, I was so excited that there were so many institutes when I first came. But when I came and I saw so many coaches, even in my institutes, everyone that I did, you see people starting, but they never finish. Mm-hmm. They're not leaders. So I was like you need to lead by example first that you did it okay that's really great but dealing with people is different Mm -hmm. so being a doctor might I mean being a dentist I've seen 30 people a day in pain Mm -hmm. so when I coach people it's not about you at all it's about them can Mm -hmm. you help them get to where they want to be because there's a lot of coaches it's sometimes I'm sorry to say it's ego Mm -hmm. like they think they are the next I don't know Tony Robbins or something just because they know how to talk but it's not helping anybody it's not about you. You need to put your ego outside the door for a second and focus on the person in front of you and how you can help them achieve. So first getting a proper training is very important. Like I did a few trainings but the last one that I did was the professional with the best of the best. It's called IPAC, the mm. Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. Mm. They just got in the Forbes list as well. So honestly when I did with them, I felt ready although it's like I a had... 9
1: month one year thing, right? Exactly. Mm.
0: So I had so much previous expertise as in, as a as a healthcare professional but when I did that it really gave me the tools like I feel like I can help people to get to where they want to be and I'm specific I don't work with anybody mm-hmm. as well yeah. so you have to be sure because you're wasting their time you're wasting your time and the investment as well so you we have to be sure who you coach
1: so credential because you know like a couple of I think couple of months back on LinkedIn somebody approached me okay. and he said like I'm a coach blah 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 business coach and I will help you uh, scale your business. Mm-hmm. Then by nature, you need to look at this person. Of course. The, the credential. Then I look at him, he's been always positioning himself as a coach from yeah. being born till that day. Mm-hmm. You didn't even do business. You didn't have your own business. You didn't scale your own business, but now you're positioning yourself as a coach. You want to help me to scale. You didn't even scale.
0: No.
1: So if we talk about coaching, how big is the industry of coaching?
0: oh my god it's huge now Mm -hmm. because the problem with coaching that i see is that it's not regulated so there's anybody can call themselves a coach but not everybody can call themselves a doctor for example you have to go through the education you have to go through the so many exams Mm -hmm. and even when you change country to country you have to enter the boards so it's not easy that's why it's hard but in coaching anybody could be a coach that's why now i think there is the international coaching federation that is regulating Mm -hmm. it a bit so if you are credentialed by the icf they Mm -hmm. call it it is good. But it also depends on you because in the Middle East, especially for women, they're so focused on getting those credentials and not doing the work. The work,
2: true. Right? Mm-hmm. So
0: get the credentials awesome, but do the work. Mm-hmm. Because this is how it helps. What are the results that you've given clients? What are your type of clients? And or who are your potential clients if you want to start and just be honest. I think that's hard to see mm-hmm. here. Just honesty and just be clear on who you help and how you can help them.
1: Another thing when I was reading about you. For prepping for the interview, you took NLP. Am I correct? Yeah.
0: Why? So NLP was interesting because Mm -hmm. I think these past two years were crazy with everything that I Mm -hmm. learned. But NLP was crucial about how it's the language that you talk to people and with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's this inner language, Mm -hmm. and it changes everything because thoughts leads to feelings feelings leads to action and action True. leads to results mm-hmm. so it's all changes with how you start thinking as well and mm-hmm. then the body this is what i learned also later
1: mm-hmm. what are the challenges that you see as a coach here before we dig and how to manage stress and and how the cha- yeah. what what are the challenges
0: oh they're huge i think first of all as you mentioned the competition mm-hmm. that there's so many coaches and if coaches are not representing the industry correctly they can give a bad reputation to other coaches who are doing it the right way mm-hmm. so it depends who you're talking to as well i think the challenges is, is first staying authentic and not being distracted by the next tiny thing like oh, business coaching is making the money or this is ma-. focus on why you became a coach what's the point of this and then be really honest with yourself and find your why and keep going authenticity i think is really crucial and professionalism
1: mm-hmm. it is big you created something unique in your coaching approach which is Iowa yeah yeah so can you tell us about it because Iowa in Arabic awesome exactly <laughs> <laughs> so why can you why you came up with this idea because more or less it's a marketing thing and you of you did a, a very good branding with it and what is Iowa
0: so Iowa it was something that I started in reunion When we decided to come to dubai i said we want to have an awa life Mm -hmm. so our company that we first opened here with my partner we called it awa life because that's what we wanted Mm -hmm. and the awa method is other than it's catchy it's something that when you hear it you understand what it means right away it's first of all the a is where you get awareness and acceptance it's you know it's, it's a methodology so when people are coming to me and they want help they come with different aspects either they're so overwhelmed with stress they don't know who they are and what they want to do or they know who they are, but they don't know what they want to do. Or they know who they are, they know what they want to do, but they don't know, they don't take any actions. But can I
1: stop you here because I want to go one step back? Sure. Usually people come to you when they have shit, which means I'm in pain, I need a coach. Or I come to you just preventive in a way.
0: It depends on the person.
1: What is the majority? Because I don't go to a doctor unless I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a more like when there is pain, there is something, I go, I visit the doctor.
0: And as a dentist, I saw that a lot, and it's really bad because just going into health, because that would help Mm -hmm. to have the comparison. When you go to, uh, I'll say a dentist, because this was my career, and I can I can speak of that more, you know, professionally. Mm -hmm. People would come with an abscess like this. So what we do is that we give them antibiotics, give them painkillers. It subsided, and Mm -hmm. then we tell them you need to come back and do the treatment, Mm -hmm. the root cause of the problem, and clean it. And then when we do, the tooth will never be like it was before. It's repaired, but it's never as strong. You need to be careful of it. So prevention is key mm-hmm. here. So even people who have huge problems, they still don't come to the dentist. Okay. So imagine about mental health. True. So they only come when they really feel they're in pain. And because of the taboo of what's going on, like if you go get help, maybe you're weak. Now it's changing. I'm mm-hmm. very thankful. But still in the Middle East, it's still like we don't want to show weakness. Mm-hmm. We have to keep resilient. And then when we're in burnout, then maybe maybe I will mm-hmm. think about it. And I will maybe check some mm-hmm. you know. But the problem is like in dentistry, if you wait too long, the treatment is more painful and it's going to cost you way more because the work is more longer. Mm-hmm. So prevention mm-hmm. is key. So check in, see what's going on, see if you're right on track with your life because the price that you will pay is not only the time because time mm-hmm. is the most valuable thing we have, is your health.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we don't want to, because emotions, I see it a lot in my male clients, especially high achieving clients. Emotions, it's on, when it's not processed, it shows in language and in oh. behavior. Mm-hmm. So, you have to go through it. And when you do, you feel so liberated. It's just an amazing feeling.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let's go back to Iowa. Let's go back to
0: Iowa. So, Iowa, yeah, when I started my own journey, is that, you know, people say it's not about the destination, Mm -hmm. it's about the journey. But for me, I believe it's not even that. It's about who takes the journey. Because if you are prepared to take the journey, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And even then, because imagine you don't know who you are. You go take the journey and then you see an out. You take that out, you want to explore it, then you go back in. You take so much time to get to that destination. So first, focus on who you are right now. So people are so in flight, flight mode, they're yeah. in stress mode. Mm-hmm. So everybody, when you're in survival mode, your body is instinct. You cannot control it. You only think about the short-term, mm-hmm. short-term success. You never think about the long-term, maybe later. But first, that's what you do. So what I invite people to do is that get out of that overwhelm it's really hard to see outside of this Mm -hmm. so when you get out you take a moment discover who you truly are and then when you discover who you are you know your values your limiting beliefs the new rules of life then you know your why because a clear and focused you Mm -hmm. with a clear and focused why gets to an easy how Mm -hmm. it's so easy after that when you're focused you know your purpose it's easy from Mm -hmm. there and then you see Life is happening. Mm-hmm. It's going great. No, it's because you did it. Mm-hmm. So this is what AWA is. First is awareness and acceptance. Y in AWA is mm-hmm. getting to know your why. W is the what we're you know, getting mm-hmm. to that gold plan that we want to do. And A is achievement. So this has been the methodology that I've been using. And it's also honestly the most sustainable. Because mm-hmm. all my clients, they get to a point that I feel great. I want more. It's kind of when you want to lose weight or you want to get fit
2: Mm -hmm. you're not moving away
0: go it's moving towards goals you feel like okay this is awesome why didn't i do this before it's okay did not know before Mm -hmm. let's focus on now okay how can i get better and then they grow and they don't feel that they're growing it's Mm -hmm. so sustainable
1: how long is this
0: it depends on the person where they are in their life so if they come in with complete overwhelm they are so exhausted at the verge of burnout and all of that it may take nine sessions so Mm -hmm. these nine sessions would be Three months to four months depending on their time because mm-hmm. the difference with me because I'm a full-time coach and I only take limited amount of people mm-hmm. because I don't want to be in burnout mm-hmm. I have to talk walk mm-hmm. the talk right True. so I give every session is two hours sometimes two hours and a half because I really want them to get the benefit it's not like a quick hour yeah. thanks I have mm-hmm. another one mm-hmm. no, no no my focus on only on you because I want when we finish the the work together they're good they don't need me mm-hmm. I want them to have a great life and maybe later we we'll check in but not to be dependent. For me, it's it. Of course, it's a business, but at the same time, it's a mission. Because when you live with a mission, you get successful anyway. Mm-hmm, true. So that's how yeah. it
1: works. So let's say like.
0: So six to nine sessions. To six
1: to nine sessions. Yes. It takes like three to four months. Yes. Once it's done, there is maintenance kind of period so after. So
0: what I offer always is two months off mm-hmm. because I want them to be independent. I want to see what they can do on their own. What's coming up to them and everything after two months we just do a check-in see how they're doing Mm -hmm. and depending on their goals some people have different goals like i work with high achieving men like pilots and all and for them timing is very hard so we really have to focus on their schedule Mm -hmm. and sometimes they like to have that maintenance once a month just focusing on themselves and letting all that stress or emotion out so that they can be focused in their job Mm -hmm. just having that outlet so it depends on the person but i don't recommend to always be dependable on your coach that's not healthy because you ha- your coach is helping you to get better, so you're on your own. Mm-hmm. It's not the opposite True. way. So, this is how a coach should be.
1: If we move to stress. Yes. Okay. The
0: topic of the day.
1: The topic of the day. <laughs> so, stress, if you ask, say, do you like stress or not? I like what is called positive stress. True. Okay. Yeah. This is the thing that keeps me going, uh, keeps me growing, achieving my goals but that's a big topic for everyone sure. so let's dig in it a little bit and let's first define what is stressful people
0: i love this question you know last week i did three different workshops for three different type of people they were young and university students they were women leaders and then there were also coaches mm-hmm. so i was teaching for three different people even the people who know so much about well-being like coaches when they identified stress most people either they identify it as they feel mm-hmm. like i'm not feeling good and you know how the stress response is and others what causes them stress mm-hmm. like work um, my spouse um living here you know it's mm-hmm. pretty hectic actually stress is a generic normal response of your body under threat mm-hmm. it's your body actually being there for you it's mm-hmm. your best buddy it's like i got you we're under threat let's fight or mm-hmm. flight i got you don't worry about it about mm-hmm. so yeah it's mm-hmm. fighting for you it's working for you and not against you But then what happens is that there are the stressors that cause the stress. They could be on the outside, like if you're in traffic and someone cuts you off Mm -hmm. and you just want to punch them. Or it could be internal, like you're worrying about the future, self-doubt, a lot of things. So that's why there's a lot of stressors that happen, internal or external. Some of them you can control, some of them you can't control. And then the stress is your body's response to that. So are two separate things. That's why dealing with them are separate and that's why people are not fully recovering with stress because either they work out and they feel better, but Mm -hmm. they're still under stress or they, for example, you had a very busy day, you go back home, you're like, I'm done of the stress, what's causing Mm -hmm. you stress, but you still feel agitated. And then the worst thing is someone tells you, calm down, it's okay here Mm -hmm. and you feel worse and you want to punch them. So it's Mm -hmm. completely normal. So this is what stress is is this fight flight response where your body is being there for you to protect you Mm -hmm. but as you said this is a good thing because when it is pushing you in the right way like you mentioned Mm -hmm. it's the best energy to have and this is what we call the um, sweet spot of Mm -hmm. stress so Mm -hmm. you need to know your sweet spot everybody Mm -hmm. has it differently that's why in teams you have to know everybody's edge you know of stress so everybody has a sweet spot Mm -hmm. if you have no stress First, we don't live more than a week. We can die tomorrow with the traffic here Mm because we cannot be on alert. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you have boredom. You won't be energized. You won't do anything, right? And if you are so stressed all the time and on edge and you don't have any recovery time, you go and burn out. So you have to find that middle perfect spot so that your body's working for you and not against
1: you. But a question here means like different people have different response to stress or how it works.
0: So stress response is the same for everybody. It's how... Because for me, what... A bit I'm different in coaching is that I always come in with a medical mindset. Like Mm -hmm. when I did coaching and I started my journey, I was stressed. Mm -hmm. I'm like... I mean, now I know what I am and I still am stressed. You know, what the hell? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm doing... What I was supposed to do and I was stressed out because I was a stressaholic before. If I'm not stressed, something's wrong in my life. Like you I have to be always on edge. Mm-hmm. But now I know who I am. I know what I want to do, but I'm still feeling stressed out. So when I went into stress, I went with a medical mindset because now I'm a fellow at the American Institute yeah. of Stress. I really wanted to learn. And it's all about the body at the end of the day. It's not all here. Mm-hmm. So the body, the stress response. So you bring the stressor that causes your yeah. stress. And then the body is in fight, flight, or freeze Mm mode. That's how it works. So you have all these hormones that are preparing you, everything's shut down that is not important, and everything else that is important is on alert. Mm -hmm. Fight, flight. But what happens is that when you're in the jungle and you have an Mm -hmm. animal like this Mm -hmm. attacking you, back in the caveman days, you actually fight or flight. You either run away, it's Mm -hmm. the first thing you do, or the second, you bring people from your tribe Mm -hmm. and let's fight the tiger. When you fight the tiger, Mm -hmm. you bring it back to the tribe, you relax, you're with your family, you feast, and you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's the opposite. We have caveman response skills, but we have so many complicated stressors. So we do not do anything. So, for example, you're in a meeting, and someone is triggering you, like a stress response. He's mm-hmm. not respecting you, or a value of yours is being disrespected. You get agitated. Mm-hmm. Some response would be, I want to punch this guy.
2: Uh-huh, right? So. Mm-hmm. It
0: happens. But it's not because you're a psycho person or you're angry. It's just your body being in fight mode because you feel you can't fight them. Mm-hmm. So you want to fight them. And other people will feel like, I want to get out of this room. I cannot take this. And some other people will freeze. They will just want to let it go and then they deal. Love that. But what happens is that that's mm-hmm. the problem. You feel this. Yeah. But what do you do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. you exactly. be being socially polite because mm-hmm. my mom told me not to react. True. Right? <laughs> that's what <laughs> happens. So what I suggest people, I had a client, he was a man, he was a digital entrepreneur, and he had these emails all the mm-hmm. time, and he's, he's a buff man. And I asked him, if we were back in the caveman days, and this person is in front of you, what would you do? He's like, I would punch the shit out of <laughs> I would punch him till he dies. Yeah. So I was like, okay, go boxing. Mm-hmm. Every night, go boxing. And ever since you get he did that, out. you close the stress cycle. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm, problem, true. is that we get in fight flight mode, and then we stop. True. What happens that we don't close the cycle so your body is doesn't feel safe it's like okay the stressor is gone mm-hmm. but you're still with stress juice all day and then you react on other people True. you need to close the cycle mm. and how through body language that's what people don't understand that's why when you say calm down doesn't help you because your body was there for you
1: to do to act to do mm-hmm. something
0: so you have to do something to let it know we're okay Mm -hmm. so that's how it works this is a stress response only Mm -hmm. and dealing with what causes your stress is completely different that's why first calm yourself down close the stress cycle initially and then when you're calm you can think about it what caused me stress today this person is a piece of shit, Mm -hmm. for example i don't like this guy Mm -hmm. okay this is okay then you can be able to be more receptive and you'll be like okay now i can actually think what is good and what is bad and you can stop Mm -hmm. the cycle Because people have chronic stress. is that they have the same stressors every day and they don't do anything about it. So they're always triggered.
1: When we talk about stress, for example, let's say there is safe and safe too. And somebody throw a problem at us. Okay. Like, for example, a financial problem. Okay. For example, if you come to me and tell me any financial problem, I will not get stressed. Because I don't know why, but I believe in myself that I can fix it other person can be it can cause stress mm-hmm. so does this means my past experience affects on how i take stress or how this or it's my character or what
0: i mean first of all when you talk about money it's a very personal thing mm-hmm. because people see regardless
1: like any, no, no no but mm-hmm. it's it's a
0: beautiful uh, example mm-hmm. because people they get triggered because maybe they have a bad relationship with finances. They mm-hmm. did not do the work like you did, mm-hmm. right? For you did so much work that you're comfortable in the uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the whole point. Like you saw it as an opportunity, not a challenge. So that's why for you, it's not stressful because what stresses you out is not that doesn't stress me out. That's why in coaching as well, every person is unique. Every person has their own stressors that cause uh, causes okay. stress. And mm-hmm. I would work with them personally to see why does this stress them out? Because you're not born stressed about money it came mm-hmm. from family most of the time mm-hmm. and you would either be you're always when you're with money for example you're always copying one of your parents modules mm-hmm. about how you spend money or make money so it's really personal when it comes to that but what you're talking about is the stressor what causes you stress mm-hmm. and that is personal exactly there are things you can't control like for example finance you found that i can control this and you worked on it and other people maybe they didn't and they're scared
1: mm-hmm. so
0: it is very personal
1: how can i find if I'm a person like I'm coming to you. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel that I'm fucked up. How do you find out that what, what kind of stress that I have?
0: First, I'll ask you, what do you mean by fucked up? What does
1: mm, define I'm it? I'm always me? Um, tensed. I feel a little bit angry. Okay. Then how can we, I find what kind of things that makes me stressed and how can I help?
0: So how do you want to feel instead? because mm-hmm. earlier you said you like to have some good stress right mm-hmm. so first we need to identify your sweet spot what is good for you and where are you feeling you're above i'll tell you that. something very
1: interesting. so i'm wearing this device okay <laughs> amazing so this amazing device on a period of three days it calibrates your stress zone like i'm sleeping blah, blah, blah. That's good. so the stress zone they the, i keep getting messages like uh, safe enough <laughs> get out of this zone get out of this zone okay you've been in the stress zone for big, your big, heart big. is pumping yeah. a lot. yeah so like i wrote them an email just like i think today morning okay i said like maybe there is something wrong this doesn't fit me there is something wrong you need to calibrate the because i don't feel agitated like yeah it's me like this okay so i really don't understand which which thing i should be worried about that this stress is really causing me to leading to a burnout okay and what type of stress that it is the stress that keeps me
0: moving forward moving
1: forward but i don't at the same time i don't want to be blinded yeah to say like okay i'm moving forward and suddenly i find myself burned out exactly yeah
0: no i love that the example that i give is when people are so focused they will just go like a bull and then they will hit, they nick themselves along mm-hmm. the way. Like you're hitting, but it's okay. You just focus, focus. And then when you reach the goal, first of all, it's not as glamorous as you thought, and you get depressed and disappointed because it's not about the destination; it's about yeah. the journey. But then when you relax and you close the stress cycle, you'll be like, "What happened? I nicked myself. I bruised myself." Mm-hmm. And then you notice these things. The first is that I will definitely invite you to close the cycle as much as you can to see you at the most calm state, mm-hmm. Look at the calmest of you. And I will see what is calm for you because, as I said. It's personal. It's personal. What makes you tick doesn't make me tick. Mm -hmm. So we will see first how is calm for you. When are your best? When do you feel the most calm? And what is calm for you? Secondly, we'll find the sweet spot. And then we see what angers you. Mostly what angers you for most people, I saw, is that their values are not being respected. And most people don't know their values. They know like three of them maybe, Mm -hmm. but not really in depth. Mm -hmm. What is that? Because either they are fear-based values or they are conscious based values so we have to see the conscious one i'll give you my example Mm. when i did this exercise when i was coach and i was becoming a coach Mm. respect was my number one value and respect for me means different things than for you for Mm. example but because i was moving countries and i was doing paperwork in three countries in france they were not respecting me they were not professional with my time they were very mean And in Dubai, they're very respectful, they're on time. I wasn't stressed here. I felt great. And there, they made me feel bad about myself.
2: Uh, And then I'm mm -hmm. like,
0: it's actually a value not being respected because I'm doing the same thing in two different countries. Here, I'm feeling awesome, and here, I'm feeling crap. Now I understand that the stress is because my values are not being met. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, is like knowing yourself is so crucial before managing your stress is first knowing who you are, close the cycle, and then that will clean a lot of things. And then you can be able to tune in what is exactly the three things that really pisses you mm-hmm.
1: off
0: it could be family sometimes huh? some people that are closest to us it could be sometimes hard
1: I like this idea of closing the cycle because or yeah. closing the loop because when somebody tells me for example safe how to be become confident it's a different angle but also I always say try to close the loop like yeah. for example if I'm going out and I want to speak to someone mm-hmm. and I hold myself I don't speak and then I go home and I keep remembering that, oh, shit, I had to speak to that person. I had the opportunity. Yeah. But if I close the loop at the moment, it helps me to build my confidence. I exactly. love this. Because this action
0: world. leads to courage. True. People think it's the opposite. You need courage to take action. It's quite the opposite. You just take an action. True. It leads to courage. And with stress, the cycle, it's a health cycle. It's kind of like you inhale, you exhale. You ingest, you digest. You're born, you die. Mm-hmm. With stress, you have to close it. Some people close it without even noticing like when you burst crying out of nowhere Mm -hmm. that's your your Mm -hmm. stress closing up or when you laugh like you laugh so much so closing the cycle there are many ways to do it the best ones are movement any movement best is either fighting like you listen to your response or running or even dancing and i ask parents to do that a lot with their kids Mm -hmm. just because we are not been taught when we were kids what stress when we think stress we always connotated to the bad one Mm -hmm. because we saw our parents stressed out and they never closed their cycles they we have to close their cycles Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) it was horrible it's you know so uh, first of all is movement second is sleep is so important Mm -hmm. because you go in recovery that's why people tell you sleep on it it will make Ah, you feel better it's just because the body relaxes it's not more any more emotional and it can be rested and affection Mm -hmm. so affection is um the Gottman institute they are relationship experts the six second kiss mm-hmm. it's very good with your mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. and the 20 second hug because mm-hmm. when you have someone that you trust after 20 hu- 20 seconds it's either an awkward hug oxytocin
1: like, i think gets exactly yeah, you get released and
0: yeah. no it's also your body feels safe mm-hmm. it's no longer in stress yeah. mode you know the fight flight we're safe yeah. now relax mm-hmm. yeah
1: how do i know i'm burned out?
0: how do you know you're burned yeah. out so burnout it's a it's a very big topic so people think burnout happens right away Like after a hard week or something, burnout happens when you have chronic stress. So it's the bad stress, Mm -hmm. unmanaged over a period of time. And there's phases of burnout. Mm -hmm. There's five phases. People say there's seven. Anyway, there's Mm -hmm. phases. But when it started to be defined at the beginning in 1975, Mm -hmm. first it was emotional exhaustion. Like when you are exhausted emotionally, like when you care too much about something for too long. Depersonalization, like you're cynical, Mm -hmm. you don't care about what you do anymore. You're like, no, I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And then the third one is, you know, you don't value anymore. Whatever you do has no value. Like whatever I work, it doesn't matter anymore. And you it's honestly, you feel it in your body. People even.
1: It's physical or emotional? It's both. It's
0: It's both. mm -hmm. It's for women, for example, it starts emotional. Mm -hmm. It's emotional exhaustion for most of them. And for men, it's the other one, depersonalization. Mm -hmm. Like they don't care anymore. Like whatever I do, they're cynical. They want to escape everything. I just don't want to deal with anything anymore. They just have that mm-hmm. mentality. And yeah, and then the other one that whatever you do, it's also in the cynical part. Whatever that you do, it won't be, you know, nothing will change. Okay. That's like when you have, when you are like in a hopeless case and you cannot get out of bed anymore. But there's phases of burnout. So If you are at the end phase of burnout, it's medical. Like you need medical attention. Like your body is shut down. This is where it's kind of similar to clinical depression, okay. the yeah.
2: symptoms. Mm-hmm.
0: But the early signs of burnout it's kind of that like when you're exhausted you can't take it anymore whatever you do is never enough and i'm done i want to escape all of this. it's that
1: how easy or how hard it is to recover from burnout
0: so if you are in true burnout and you're in it it takes time it's kind of like the abscess okay you know it's like i i kind of define it sometimes with this type of abscess because you've waited too long you Mm -hmm. know you had the cavity been going there you know you didn't do the prevention Mm -hmm. stuff and then it goes big big it takes time. For me, it took me two years. No way to fully get out of burnout. Yeah, but, but some people are, take less time. Depends on you.
1: It's very for me. It's very subjective because I'm a number person. Exactly. Su- how can I understand I'm in burnout and then, now I'm out of burnout? Like how how do you understand? It's you feel physically, you feel emotionally, you feel energized.
0: It's a good question because when you close the stress cycle, people ask me how do I know that I closed it? Mm-hmm. Because even if I do, I'm still agitated. If you have so much unprocessed emotions for so long even really old ones you think it's like it's there's so many unprocessed and you have kept them in Mm -hmm. because emotion is energy in motion it's a tunnel it comes in it goes through you and it has to come out and if you keep it in after Mm -hmm. a long time you just want to burst your body is telling you i can't take it anymore and it gives you pain either back pain or and you go to the cairo and it's Mm -hmm. never healed it's an emotional pain so when you start closing the cycle you start feeling a bit better Either your respiration gets bit calmer, you know, your mood changes. Um, it's kind of like feeling after a meal. You mm-hmm. feel like something is better. This yeah. is much better, but you have to do it constantly. That's why a week in Bali doesn't change anything. Uh, and, this type you know, of like three days, or three no, that days doesn't off, help. it doesn't work. No, it doesn't mm-hmm. help. You have to make it, because closing the cycle, as I mentioned, is a health thing. So everybody needs to do it like brushing your teeth. You have to, every day you have to do something. It could be different. Someday you can dance, someday you can just, have a good sleep. Sometimes you are with your partner. It depends. Mm-hmm. There are so many ways to close it, but once you do, it's very important. And mm-hmm. it has to be a habit.
1: When we were off, we talked about the comfort zone yes. and getting outside of it. Let's talk about it a little bit.
0: Well, it's a very dear topic. The um, magic of, of the magic. happening <laughs> in the
1: comfort zone, uh, outside of the comfort
0: zone. zone. Now I love it because I, when I was invited to do my TEDx speech uh, last month, so I'm a TEDx speaker mm-hmm. now The theme was looking th- through the looking glass, you know And for me, I thought my journey was such a beautiful part, and that's why they invited me to do the TEDx for my journey. Mm-hmm. and leaving your comfort zone is not easy, because mm-hmm. I thought leaving my comfort zone is going to be awesome, Magic is going to happen. Sure. didn't. So first there's the fear zone, right? And then there is the learning zone, and then there's the magic. And when people are in the fear zone, this is why they get scared and then they come back in the comfort zone. What people don't know Mm -hmm. is that the longer you stay in the comfort zone, the smaller it gets and the more painful it gets. Mm -hmm. So you you see people depressed around you. They're comfortable, they're having the okay life, but Mm -hmm. they're not happy because it's not comfortable at the end. But once you stay in, the fear zone gets bigger Mm
2: -hmm. and that
0: jump to do it is much harder. That's why I always recommend first is to ask four simple questions. What is this life or situation costing you? Because most people wait for people to give them permission to leave it. Mm-hmm. Like getting fired was the best thing that ever happened. I had mm-hmm. to wait that long? And then when you do it, it's going to be harder. So leaving the comfort zone. So first, what is this life or situation costing you? How would your life be different? You know, if you take that step, mm-hmm. allow yourself to ask that question. Many people don't allow themselves. Because, you know, in, in our culture, we're always thinking about the bad stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. what if
0: things happen bad because it happened mm-hmm. not because it's out of the blue mm-hmm. and I mean I was in Lebanon there was war mm-hmm. um but what if it all goes well what if I can't think about something better and I can actually do it for me it was a very big mindset work because I was always focusing on what if I fail what if people don't like it mm-hmm. but then I was like what if I succeed in this I got scared when I thought of this like what if I was so successful
2: mm-hmm. and I had
0: so much money I don't know how to deal with that. It's too much because I have always been trained to think less, to save, not to make, you True. know? So, having that mindset is very crucial. So, allow yourself to think what would this life be like if you take that step? And what are the obstacles that you're going to face? Everybody's scared of facing those obstacles, mm-hmm. but actually, there are the steps that you need to take and anticipate, don't improvise. You know, Alpha, they anticipate. That's mm-hmm. why they're always calm, they anticipate, they never improvise, mm-hmm. you know? And the last one, what are the resources that you need? Ask for help. Invest in yourself. I think Alex Ormosi says it best. Mm-hmm. The SNME 500, not the S P
1: 500. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's completely true. true. It's true.
0: completely true. So, yeah, I think that would be the, the comfort zone. It's a challenge. It's going to be hard. But the faster you do it, the easier it will
1: be. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, quick and pink.
1: So you said like comfort zone, fear, yes. and then magic.
0: Learning zone.
1: Learning and, and then, then, magic. then magic. Yes. Very interesting. Do you suggest that people start coaching and investing coaching early in their early life
0: so i have honestly felt when i did my coaching you know four years ago when i was so depressed i was really contemplating dark thoughts because Mm. i was feeling guilty for having that perfect life and not feeling happy Mm -hmm. you know i really had it all and people would say why are you not happy on the inside you had it all on the outside it's your inner world that creates your outer world and when i'm working with young people when i'm invited for like students and everything they don't know who they are they're so focused their values are linked to their achievements
2: mm-hmm, sure. the
0: more I have this credentials I'm worthy of this um once my boss is happy then I'm worthy so when you invest in coaching we're investing in yourself I think the earlier the better because you get to have that confidence that you mentioned earlier and you become so big on the inside you become mighty mm-hmm. that all the problems get smaller that's the key because now people link their problems to their value Like, if you obsess about a problem, it means you are only worthy of this problem. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Elon Musk would not worry about this problem, like you're Mm -hmm. worrying. So you need to become mighty. You need to become bigger. It's scary sometimes Mm -hmm. for people to think that because they've been conditioned. You're not worthy. Mm -hmm. So to break that mindset, the NLP part comes in, become big, and then everything gets smaller, and then you can grow. And then giving that the opportunity to young adults, any adult at any moment, It's just a beautiful investment in yourself. You know, it's something that you're never going to lose. It's going to grow in value, you know, since you like finance. It's Mm going to grow in value as well. And no one can steal it from you, right? No one can steal who you are and becoming awesome because it's going to become even better in the future.
1: You know, these days we meet a lot of people and everybody in his field say you have to invest in this field Mm -hmm. just to be very open. Like you meet a health person, invest in your health. Yeah, you meet the mental. Invest in your mental health. Uh, You meet the real estate person. You invest in real estate to have passive income. Definitely. As if we're coming to this world just to invest. Yeah. But (laughs) I love this. (laughs) For people who are listening to us, Mm -hmm. to to, just to get a rough understanding, what type of investments or how big is the investments if people like, let's say, living in Dubai Mm -hmm. want to invest in a coach for themselves for mental health. What are the numbers they're looking at?
0: I mean, I think it depends on the coaches. Like, as I said, it's not a regulated thing. Yeah. So it depends on the prices. And I think it also depends on the coaches' expertise mm-hmm. and their years of expertise. And most importantly, is on the results, right? So it depends because I think with the prices, it changes from country to country. But yeah. if I'm not mistaken, in Dubai, the prices ranges between 500 dirhams mm-hmm. to 1,000 dirhams, maybe even more, um, per session, per right? Session. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just making simple, yeah. so mm-hmm. I have to calculate So you're talking it, about
1: $200 per session.
0: Yeah. And I think it's I mean, coaching is not something that is for long. It's it's actually gains you time. If you're stuck and you want just that advice, you know, you just go to that person and they give it to you, Mm -hmm. you you save so much time. And when you look in a coach, always look in that person that you want to be maybe not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So, for example, people ask me what coach to take. Mm -hmm. I will never hire Tony Robbins, for Mm -hmm. example, because he's so far away. He wouldn't Uh, be close
1: to my reality,
0: close to my reality. So always hire that coach is closer to your reality. And every coach, uh, normally, um, they have a discovery call where it is um, no engagement mm-hmm. to see if there's a good fit and a good chemistry. Go for it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to cost you anything. You always get some clarity out of that call. Sure. Go there, see if it's a good fit, and then see what the results are going to give you. And it's going to be that time where you're going to express yourself instead of doing it on your partner. Mm-hmm. It really saves relationships sometimes when you have that place to vent and to express, and then you're better. You know, because with coaching, especially with me because it's all about inner calmness and everything. The more you're calm, everything around you gets calm. Your partner gets better. Your relationship gets better. Your work gets better. So you are the center of your life. Mm-hmm. This is why I think it's important. That's why I changed careers for it. True. Because I personally feel it's so important. So first, if you feel calm, it gives a ripple effect. Because mm-hmm. you see, I'm calm, and you wanted to be calm True. next to mm-hmm. me. You know, And if I was on edge, you would feel it. Especially if Never you're right. a highly... Especially if you're a Mm -hmm. highly sensitive person. There's a lot of highly achieving people, highly sensitive. So they feel everything right away Mm -hmm. and they pull away, you know? So it's important.
1: Let me ask you another angle for coaches who are listening to us.
0: Sure.
1: So how do you scale?
0: How do you scale? Good question.
1: Because of course you're in business. Mm -hmm. You're an entrepreneur running your own business. Mm -hmm. But your business is selling your time and there is a cap for it. And as you said you don't when you go to sessions you're not like one hour i'm going to the next one yeah. so how you how coaches can scale their business
0: so i think with coaches first either they are going to be high ticket coaches where they take a small number of people but the uh, the price is higher so mm-hmm. they know that they're for them this is number one. Second thing they could do group coaching mm-hmm. so they coach a small group of people but it has to be like-minded individuals I see sometimes that is hard because not everybody opens up easily. Sure. So you can do, for example, group coaching and bring in your one-on-one would be a premium thing. Oh. And then some people do like memberships where all the things you already mentioned all the time, they could see it in a membership mm-hmm. place. So they pay a membership it's a really good passive income. And yeah, and then they do workshops, things like that. But I think, I mean, one to many later.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: Daniel Priestley mentioned yeah. it best, um, become a key person of influence. Mm-hmm. That's why he says Correct. it's very good.
1: What is it? simplify to amplify
0: oh yeah yeah i love it it's like we call it the kiss technique keep it super simple exactly yeah Yeah. so simplify to amplify Mm. so i always talk about my audience right Mm -hmm. people that i work with when they are overwhelmed and they are high achieving usually they link their values to their achievements so they have so much they want to do all the time everything is a priority especially when i work with women Mm -hmm. everything is a priority they have to have everything perfect right Mm -hmm. the perfectionism I always tell them done is better than perfect, Mm -hmm. number one. Progress over perfection. And simplify to amplify. First is you see you have two hands, right? This is all you can handle. And my hands are smaller than Mm -hmm. yours. I have different energy Mm -hmm. than you as well. So focus on the plates. So I have so many people who have thousands of plates with small mini plates with a fork here. Mm -hmm. Remove all of that. okay? Just see the important plates in this moment in your life. For me, it took me a while to learn that you can change. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to be different in six months. Because sometimes when you were with family who has very fixed mindset, I'm talking about, you know, European mindset, they hate when you change. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. they think like they don't like the old you. They want the old you. But my old me was awesome, but I wanna grow. Mm-hmm. So also you're gonna have different environments, but first remove those crappy plates, focus on the important place at the moment with your energy. Because if you're exhausted and in burnout, you can't hold more sure. than a plate at this moment. You're like you know, take it, man, mm-hmm. in your face. True. Like I know I'm done. I don't want even a thing. You know, when you're like so irritated, don't give me true. anything. So this is like yeah. so focus first, you being better, you know, with the health and everything, mm-hmm. and then okay, what are the place? Now I can hold more place. Okay, now I can be more place. Just keep it super simple. What is most important? Mm-hmm. If it makes sense. True, I like to true, use metaphors. True, true, true,
1: true. What is success for you? How do you define it?
0: success? So before mm-hmm. I defined success being doing a job. I don't have to like it, but I was paying the bills and, you know, I'm feeling independent. That was for me at the time when I was a dentist. But now success for me is to wake up every morning with mental clarity and physical wellness and I can seize the day and that I have skills that wherever I go in the world, I stand on top. Like mm-hmm. a cat. Like you can throw me there. I'm like standing. Mm-hmm. I feel that if I have this skills in myself to monetize anywhere I go, to be able to create from anywhere, mm-hmm. I think that's successful right now. Not I to like be limited. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a cat. Like you throw me like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I got it. So yeah. Nice. And I use the beautiful here yeah. to, it, to give me some inspiration. <laughs> I'm very creative. So.
1: Do you have any habits or ritual that you think it contributed to your success right now?
0: I think my first one is relentless i think Mm -hmm. it's not a habit of like green smoothies in the Uh, morning (laughs) i'm not a green smoothie girl or lululemon (laughs) pants like i don't care um it's relentless like i am relentless like if i have something i have to make sure that i do it i challenge myself all the time Mm -hmm. but now i'm more kind to myself before i was really hard that caused me burnout Mm -hmm. now i'm like how can i grow from this so first is relentlessness second of all is to always prioritize myself because I used to have human giver syndrome yeah. and people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. So with people-pleasing, just because you like mm-hmm. talk about stress, mm-hmm. one of the stressors we see a lot is the inner critic, the judge, mm-hmm. that you're not good enough, you're a piece of shit, what are you doing, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. And this judge has accomplices that are perfectionism, stickler, um, people-pleasing, victim, uh, hypervigilant, all of those things what happens for me i had the people pleaser syndrome inside of me Mm -hmm. so i was always focusing on others before myself now i do the opposite i always try to prioritize my own health because the more good i feel the more good i can do Do. so that will be and to give
1: as well do you have a hidden talent or a skill that nobody knows
0: i think i have one i hope it's a good Mm -hmm. one um i'm a comedian
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you want to share with (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean,
0: I, I'm just, I make, I love making people sarcasm. feel sarcasm. Yeah, sarcasm, uh, yeah. sarcasm mm, is my humor. Yeah. You got it. Uh, I love to make people laugh. That's mm. my thing because one of my s- the talents as well is to make every single person feel seen, heard, and understood. Mm-hmm. And that's very crucial. I feel now it's such a rare skill to have. Everybody's in their own world, mm-hmm. and there's the online world and the offline world. True so i think to make people laugh you know every day every time i meet someone i just make people laugh and they tell me why don't you be a stand-up comedian Like this is pretty big (laughs) i'm a coach i'm a coach (laughs) coach. but yeah so it's just to make people laugh
1: (laughs) we have a section it's called the alpha quickfire insights Okay. okay so i'll ask you a list of couple of questions okay and tell me your response so a person who influenced you the most in your life
0: i think um so Recently, I could say it's my partner Michele mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, you know when you live with someone for so long, he is the type of person not only does he support me. Support is such a small word. He never allows me to give up.
1: I said it's a quick fire, but like he loves you a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's my yeah. it's my partner recently. Michele. Your favorite book.
0: My favorite book at the moment is Everything Is Figuratable
1: mm-hmm. by Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. Favorite city to live in. Florida. Movie genre. Comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> we <We're> talking. <laughs> Life biggest regret.
0: Not prioritizing my health before.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Oh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Tra- best travel destination?
0: Hmm. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, Italy. This is everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm.
1: Sunrise <laughs> or sunset? Sunset. Favorite cuisine?
0: Lebanese. <laughs> Sorry, it's good.
1: <laughs> uh, favorite, <laughs> favorite color? blood red oh who? A favorite car brand
0: um a mercedes mm-hmm.
1: a favorite watch brand?
0: i'm simple rolex
1: mm-hmm. very simple <laughs> yeah what's an alpha for you
0: so an alpha for me is a leader that is an anchor i think someone that stays on the ground and doesn't move where anybody can come to them when you need inspiration you come to them when you need support you come to them it's that person that takes on responsibilities mm-hmm. and is ready to hold people around them
1: what is the last message you want to leave
0: i think the first thing is that you know as i said at the beginning you are the creator of your current circumstance so if you're feeling lost you're feeling stuck you're not alone we've all felt this at a certain point in our lives seek guidance and always close your stress cycle
1: <laughs> love that yes. here we have a ritual in the alpha talks podcast okay for show. it's called the alpha talks memoir so okay. the alpha talks memoir we ask the alpha guests to do three things. The first one is to write their experience in the show. The second thing is to write a question to the next alpha guest. It's a way of making guests communicate to each other, though sorry. they don't know who's writing the question. Okay. And the third, who do you recommend to be the next alpha guest who okay. can really give value to our audience? Of course. So before we move to the writing part, <laughs> I'll ask you the question from the previous alpha guest. oh, oh. oh. Do you want to be famous? If yes, why?
0: um No. I don't want to be famous. And the, with how fame is right now, I think if, no, in the standards of today, mm-hmm. I don't want to be famous in the standards of today. Yeah.
1: Thank you for that.: <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, thank you very much. No, it was you, an sis. honor to have you today. A lot of valuable, I would say, knowledge you shared with our audience. Yeah. we highly appreciate and i'm sure we'll do more episodes together we will get deeper in these subjects yes i mean
0: just ask the audience what exactly they would like to hear because the more customizable it is the more impactful it is because everybody deals with stress differently just like an example dubai i work with people in three different languages Mm -hmm. around the world and people in dubai are the most stressed although we live in a very safe place (laughs) so it's pretty awkward right? So people have so many internal stressors that causes their stress on a regular basis. And we have no outlet to express. So that's why working out is important. And I think that's why a lot of wellness mm-hmm. places are opening True. up because of this. True. And the nature is hard mm-hmm. not to have nature to ground yourself. So I think that's very important that even if it's good on the outside. We don't know what's going on on the inside, True. even if we live here.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank
0: you for everything.
1: That wraps another inspiring episode of today's show. I hope that this episode has ignited your inner alpha and left you feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to conquer any challenge that comes your way. Remember, alphas aren't born, they're made. It isn't about dominating others. It's about embracing your authenticity, leading with integrity, and making a positive impact on the world. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Alpha Talks on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow alphas. Also connect with us on social media at Sefer Hakim. Share your thoughts, insight, and stories of personal and business growth with us. Let's create a movement of alphas supporting one another. The world needs more alphas like you, Exact. Until next time, stay bold, stay driven, and stay out.